0: Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Mondays. It is the week of what's the date? November something. It's the first week in November, right? Still the first week in November.
1: The just the sixth?
0: No, the fifth. Okay, beautiful. There it's you go. The fifth. Fifth is November.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I'm I'm purposely wore fall colors today. I don't know if you noticed. I have maroon.
1: Yeah, that's nice.
0: You look very nice too. Thank you. Thank you for sitting down with me. Of course. For those who don't know, this is my beautiful girlfriend Jen Siri Isabella Guzman. Mm-hmm. She is an aspiring actress. She's 23 years old and she moved to Los Angeles very young, right? How old were you when you first moved here?
1: Yeah. Um I moved here when I was I had just turned 18. Yeah. So, I was very young, definitely. Okay. Just had graduated um
0: High school. school, yeah. You were just a baby. You're still a baby, but yeah. yeah. We mm-hmm. all we all are. Yeah, I know. like to think I am too. Keep going.
1: Um. Yeah. No. I grew up in New York. Mm. Hmm. Um. Queens, New York, to Dominican parents.
0: Well, you weren't born there, though.
1: No, I was born in Dominican Republic. Grew up in New York. Right. Um, and then moved to L. A. Um, when I would finish high school. Yeah.
0: In hopes to become an actress. Yes.
1: In, in hopes to become an actress. <laughs> yes.
0: Just make sure. We don't have to go through your whole backstory, okay. I guess. I just figured that's a decent place to start. It's mm-hmm. so the first time we've had a guest. We First time I've had a guest, perfect way to start off is the person who lives with me every day, and we see each other's mental health struggles constantly. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in a silly way, no, but, you know, we, yeah. we, we deal with it, both of us, in yeah. different ways. What do you think is... Uh, the biggest thing mental health-wise that you deal with on a day-to-day basis?
1: For me, I think it's definitely my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I have most recently dealt with severe anxiety, and I think it, it's really debilitating. Um, yeah, I think my anxiety, f- for sure.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. just chronic anxiety, day-to-day stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: just the very um
0: stress and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. from just your normal day to day life and sometimes your relationship.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think in relationships, you know, they're not perfect, they're hard work, so I feel like it's normal to go through ups and downs. I think that you are a great partner in the sense that we can talk about things, um, Mm -hmm. and have like heart to hearts about our struggles individually and together mm-hmm. or whatever we need from the other person, I feel like you, you're able to be there. And, um, yeah, that's more than most people are doing for their partners. Well, thank um, you. but I do think that just in general, I feel like, I don't know if I, I, it's hard because I don't think I live a stressful life. I think that I have stress in certain areas, like at work, Um, I have a very demanding job um, with a demanding boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, you know, he expects a lot Mm -hmm. from me, as you know. So I think that that's hard sometimes on me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, obviously, any person in L.A. that's trying to, um, you know, follow their dreams is going through some sort of stress. You know, like, it's, stressful when you get five auditions and you have work but you have to memorize and you, you have to film them and they have to be great and then you if you know if you have management and an agency that you're working with they expect a certain level of your work you know to be up to standard mm-hmm. because it's their name you know that's you know they're representing in business, you you know and their business yeah so I think that all of that can cause stress um You know, I think that you go through times in life where your anxiety maybe is more manageable, at least that's for me, and you go through times where it's just really bad. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's for everyone. There's times, like, we all, if you deal with mental health issues, anxiety, depression, there's always ebbs and flows. I don't think... It might there might be times where it feels like it's all bad, but it's really never all bad. It's it's very up and down when you're someone that's dealing with mental health issues, but regardless of what they are, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, being the two, I think probably most rampant ones, especially in our generation right now. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially being an actress too, and I know I talk about this often on here, is like the self the the self criticism and the self judgment, mm. which in a lot of ways every artist needs to have to push them to be great but it can be crippling at times. You know like you mm-hmm. said you do five self tapes you feel good about them you send them into these big time casting directors and nothing comes back. Yeah. It starts to add up.
1: It starts to add up. It's the the baggage, you know? And I it's I don't know which is harder, to like when you don't hear back at all or when you're close very close and then you're like almost there yeah. and you can almost see it actually you can almost feel it mm-hmm. and then it's gone yeah you know i just don't know which one's worse and i've been you know on both ends of that and i think that it just never gets easier mm-hmm. um but we knew it wasn't gonna be True. easy you know you, you do
0: have to have a bit of this is what you signed up for you oh, to yeah
1: know. yeah and i just think that a big part is also surrounding yourself with people that are able to remind you Mm -hmm. um that it's part of the process it just is
0: teamwork makes a dream work
1: like there's nothing you can do to um expedite you know your journey your process and i think a big part of that's also not taking a look at someone else's journey or process i think i'm very big on that Mm -hmm. if i catch myself at any given point being like oh
0: about someone else like
1: it's like well that's their journey
0: you just caught me doing that yesterday you
1: know i did
0: yeah because who were we talking about Mm -hmm. oh this morning we're talking about doja cat and i was like wow she's a year younger than me she's a global phenomenon yeah and i immediately was like yeah no we all yeah we all we all do that you know
1: i feel like i'm very disciplined with that Hmm. yeah i yeah you know
0: you say that and i'm sorry to cut you off uh you say that, and I, I have to agree because I don't, it doesn't really come up much. Um, we often talk about acting slightly different than music in that way, that to play a certain role, you have to be in that stage of life to, to fit that role, whereas music tends to be a young man's game. So I think that maybe it's a, it's a, it's a struggle for, for, for either path to be like, oh, look at this person that is similar to me in many ways and their career is further or whatever it might be. But mm-hmm. I think that's personally why I struggle with it a bit, being a musician, is because it just seems to be... So they, like, every year, they're just pumping out younger and younger people who are mm-hmm. extremely talented and deserve to be where they are, but they're what feels like 10 years ahead of me or whatever it might be. And you do I do think a you're very... 10 years ahead of them. Well... Technically speaking, yes. But I'm no, I
1: mean, like in the in the sense of talent, in the yeah. sense of like quality of stuff. I, I well, just, thank you. Yeah, it's hard because I just think that um, when it's your time to like, when it's your time, it's just your time, and I think that's just literally yeah. it, everything needs to line up perfectly, almost. Yeah, you need a little bit of luck. You need the talent. You need the you need the person on the other side also to believe Mm -hmm. in you you know what i mean and i think it's it's just everything just needs to fall into place and Mm -hmm. i think that just takes time it takes hard word hard work and it takes uh, sometimes a village of people that are reminding you of your how talented you are it's easy to forget it's easy when you're in the everyday just going 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 Mm -hmm. to almost for it to become like meaningless for the spark to go away and know that i have felt that sometimes i'm like okay here we go another self-date but am i gonna hear back is this just gonna get lost in space sometimes i literally just feel like they just
0: don't even watch it almost yeah and
1: so it it, that's hard because it's like then you lose that and i feel like you do a good job but like reminding me like no like this is what you love
0: yeah you know
1: and i think that If you are going through something like that, I think sometimes it's good. I always say, like, step back and then remind yourself why you started. Like, in the first place, what was that moment where you're like, this is what I want to do? Yeah. I feel like that often helps me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy. I just, on the last episode, I think, talked about being creative for the sake of being creative. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with acting. It's very easy to get lost in the results or the lack of results um, or to be blinded by the finish line when, mm-hmm. again, when you reach that quote-unquote finish line, all of a sudden the journey changes completely, and it's not the finish You know, like, it's you're chasing your own tail at that point, mm-hmm. and you do have to always remind yourself why you love it. And sometimes it takes a moment of, like, for, for you, for example, like, getting a self-tape that you're super excited about. Like, oh, I love this director, or, like, I love this script, or whatever it might be. Um, like, just different things like that where it's, it does it without you even trying without you being like okay remind myself why i love this your natural love for it reminds you on its Mm, own of like oh here's a little little carrot for you like this Mm -hmm. this is an exact example of things like this that like you'd love to be a part of um Mm. and it just naturally comes across your plate and it kind of snaps you back into place of like oh yeah uh, this is yeah like
1: i i just read that script on friday um and i Fell in love with that. I thought it was great and reminded me literally why I love acting so much. Mm-hmm. The characters were incredible. They had so much depth. And I was like, I want to tell this story. Yeah. So that's good. You know, I was just thinking about that one. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because <laughs> this blows up. Um, yeah. That one casting director who has my number. He has to have my number because he calls me in for... You know, big things. Right. And then.
0: Right. He's seen your face, heard your voice a yeah, million times. Yeah. He, and I'm like. He specifically keeps asking to see your tapes more and more.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, I, again, I always go back. And I think I told you this when we met around the time we met or whatever. I have a teacher who I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. And he always told our class it's not about winning the part. It's about winning the room. Mm-hmm. You always want to win the room because the room is there. It's you will always be remembered, and yeah. there will always be more opportunities. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's is you don't get the part, right. but the at part least you won. Yeah, for you. at least you won the room, yeah. and you are, have this ever. They have this everlasting impression of you and your work ethic, and you know what you do. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why he keeps calling me back. I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe. And, it's, yeah,
0: it's, I mean, and also. It's like like we were just saying, like some things just aren't for you even if you want them to be. And so that's a perfect example of like this is a person who is well respected, high up in the industry you're trying to be successful Mm -hmm. in, who continually sees something in you and just just not yet. Yeah. And eventually I'm sure something will come of that. But um so it is that is another like sometimes Outside forces, like, we need to always be focused on ourselves and stuff, but sometimes outside influences do help us snap yeah. back into the focus of, yeah. like, all right, this motherfucker won't pick me yet. Like, he hasn't yeah. chosen me yet, but, like, he, I can tell <laughs> that I keep getting the call because he sees something, and eventually yeah. it'll work out.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Thank yeah.
0: Um, what do you think it is that, for you... Because we often discuss in our away from this um, that like the how the grind can can wear you down and take rip the joy out of what you love, what do you think um, what would you what would you what advice would you give someone who's in your i know we kind of just did this, but mm-hmm. what advice would you give somebody that's in your similar predicament of you know, this shit is hard. It's not for the faint of heart. Mm. It's a long, long, long journey with very little payoff until the yeah. big payoff, right? Yeah. What would you say to someone who's a young actress like yourself? Basically, what would you say to yourself? But
1: Yeah. I would say, one, um, focus on your individual journey. Mm-hmm. No one else's. No one else's journey matters. You know I mean, your friend, you want to support your friends, yes, but in the terms of um, comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would say keep on working on your craft, you know, in the quiet moments, in the moments where you're not getting auditions, in the moments where everything's just not working. Mm -hmm. Keep working on your craft, whether that's you writing a monologue and practicing a monologue that you've wrote or finding a monologue online and literally going back to what you studied, Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a muscle that you just have to continue to work and work and work and exercise so that when that big audition comes, you're ready, you're prepared. It's still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like I lack that at times. And I miss being in the classroom a lot. So, you know, I feel like that's a big one. Just So, yeah. Keeping fresh. Keeping fresh. Those are things I would say. You, you want to be ready. You want to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um And, yeah, I think, again, the focus on your own personal journey is so important, especially with social media. It's so easy to, like, get distracted and see what someone else is doing. And the thing is that it's so fake. I mean, I'm sure there's some pictures that are genuine and people are happy and they're living it up. But at the end of the day, no one is posting, and we all know this, no one's posting themselves crying in the bathroom or being sad or whatever it is. So I think it's important to just not not pay attention so much yeah. to that. You know.
0: Yeah, and I think we're all a lot more similar than we think. Yeah. And we've all posted something that makes us look much happier than we are. And 100%. we know like I mean I could go through
1: pictures and be like this one. Yeah. This one. Exactly. So this one.
0: that's should help you in not comparing yourself to others when knowing like, oh yeah, we all we all do it. We yes. all fake it a little. Yeah. To I don't know. I fake it till you make it mentality, Mm -hmm. I guess, a little bit. But, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. That uh, comparison is the thief Thief of joy.
1: joy. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. yeah. you finished my sentence.
1: I always do.
0: You're not going to finish that tea, though, guaranteed. You never finish your tea. I do. When's the last time you finished your tea? You can't even remember. I I haven't seen the bottom of one of your teacups in years. Probably, (laughs)
1: like, Monday.
0: You finished your tea on Monday. I
1: had it on that big... One that I love. I love that mug. My mommy got it for me. Yeah. Um, and it's the big one. I think I finished it. Yeah. This one's well, cute. I, I painted this one.
0: You did. You did paint that. Yeah. I feel like tea is difficult for you because we make it in the morning when we're kind of rushing to get to work. And it's too hot at first. And then by the time we get in the car and you're still drinking it, it's cold and gross. So
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: I always say that. You know, it's that's actually one of the first things we bonded on. Tea? Temperature. Really? Yeah, because I w- the f- one of the first gifts you bought me was that oh, heated yeah. coaster.
1: You never use it.
0: No, I, this I is haven't. a I waste of money. I haven't. It used to <laughs> be on my desk though. It's just it but the point of it being that like your coffee goes from being scalding hot to cold and it is very difficult to get that perfect temperature and,
1: and You never you know, use it.
0: Well, I'm sorry. Boo. <laughs> I'll go get it right now and plug it in right no, now for you. Okay, you're okay. You're um, okay.
1: But yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah.
0: So recently you started a new path in your mental health journey. Mm-hmm. One that I just ended for myself. Do you feel comfortable talking about it?
1: Yeah, that's fine. Okay.
0: Um, so I obviously just got off of uh, antidepressants,
1: mm-hmm.
0: SSRIs, and you just recently were prescribed them and you have expressed to me you feel like at this point in your life at this point in time um meditation and breathing and all those things are great but you it's just has become a, almost unmanageable and mm-hmm. and that's why you were interested in exploring this path
1: yeah so um yeah it's a weird topic to talk about because it's not that i ever was against medication I think that it's incredible that there are these medications that can help yeah. people in their everyday life mm-hmm. but it's not something I ever I necessarily wanted to go on and I think it's because for a long time in my life I think my anxiety was well, kind of like when you have a ghost friend when you're a kid and it's like there and you be like play with it sometimes and you acknowledge it sometimes and then sometimes you just ignore it So that's kind of how I treated it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is just like a little ghost friend that I have. And it's just going to be like shoved in the closet for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it comes out if I'm having a really tough week and then I'm going to shove it right back. And especially when I was at AMDA, I I tended to do that because it was such a like just go, 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 go setting for me. And AMDA, if people don't know, it was my school that I went to out here. Acting
0: acting school. Acting school, school, yes.
1: And so... Um, I tended to do that a lot while I was there. I think probably everyone there did. And so for me, I think that now that ghost just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think it like finally cracked the door open. And now it's too big for me to just meditate through or do yoga through, which I love those things. I love to do yoga. I love to meditate. I love the breathing techniques. I think they're all Essential, and I think yeah. they're still important yes. despite me going on medication now. But seeing a psychiatrist was just something that I felt like I was at the, you know, at the right time mm-hmm. that I need. I needed to do. I think that you know I've had a couple scary weeks the last few weeks with panic attacks, and they've been scary for me, mm-hmm. as I'm sure for you. Absolutely. So um, I think that just it was just time mm-hmm. and. You know, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, obviously it's um I don't know, I I guess I'm just we'll see what happens, you know. It's only been twenty four hours. Um, but I I'm hopeful that's all I can be and hopefully it helps. And you know, I have you by my side, you've been through it and you're understanding and so we're able to talk through it, and you just you kind of know what 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 it is, in a way, you know, yeah. everyone's different, but you kind of are able to tell me what to expect, and so I know i have your support as you have my support with coming off your medications. Well,
0: so. you yeah, you were integral in me getting through that time period because I was just even harder than I really thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was going to be a huge change, um, but I guess I didn't know just how much of a change. And you really, I appreciate you sticking by me. And, I mean, yeah, just being there for me constantly Mm -hmm. and, like, being patient and understanding. And I promised to be patient and understanding with you now on the opposite end of that journey. Because I know the beginning and the end are similar in some ways where your mood is just different. And Mm -hmm. that's the only way I could describe it as different. It's, again, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's not all bad or all good, but it's a very different bad and good when you've never been on medication like that before. Yeah, that's
1: how I feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: today's been a bit...
0: Right, you said today is the first day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I have felt a little not myself today Yeah. a bit. But I, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Now, I know you and this is not me saying you, a general you, I but I know you specifically don't like to, or like if I bring it up, you're like, no, that's not it. It's not placebo or anything. But I, I think maybe the reason why I ask is because that's something I struggle with. Like mm-hmm. I, I get in my own head and trip out about it. I'm like, am I really feeling this way? Am mm-hmm. I because of my depersonalization and stuff? Yeah. So do you... Do you at all worry about maybe psyching yourself out one way or the other? Like, this is really working well or this is not working at all. And it may be not being, like, you don't know what to trust. Like, you almost mm-hmm. can't trust your own head. Do you worry about that?
1: No. You know, I was going to say no. Yeah. I just think I have a really, I'm very in touch with my body, as you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, how I feel. Yeah. And when I, nine times out of ten, when I feel like something is wrong with me, something's wrong with my body, something has been wrong. Yeah. And so, because of that, I tend to trust my gut, trust myself, trust how I feel, and you know, I've always rather been safe than sorry. So for me, in this case, like the way that I'm, I guess, attacking that is I'm keeping a journal of how I felt every, how I feel every day. Mm-hmm. Um, day one, I felt this way. Tomorrow, I'll do another journal, and so. You know, it's just so I can have my records and those are things I'll definitely go over with my doctor, but I have to still trust how I feel, you know, if my body's telling me that, you know,
0: you know. This ain't right or this is good. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I just have to trust that and, you know, I, like I said, I am hopeful that it'll work. Yeah. So we'll just have to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I have confidence that it'll help and that's something I've been trying, tried that's something I've tried to be pretty vocal about mm-hmm. when talking about getting off of them myself. Is that I'm not against them at all, yeah. because I think no, yeah. that in a lot of ways they saved my life, mm-hmm. and so I'm very hopeful and optimistic that it will greatly, greatly help you in combating what has, like you said, seemed to be unmanageable over the. And it's interesting now that we're we're not past it, but looking back at the last month or two months or however long it's been where it's been really difficult for you more so than just the normal day-to-day i'm stressed i'm anxious i'm depressed um it's interesting to see like wow there clearly was a trend where it got worse and worse and worse and worse and it led to okay something's got to give you made the decision that is very difficult for a lot of people it's like, "All right, I'm going to go to therapy and I'm going to figure this out as best as I can." Mm-hmm. And I think you should be really proud of yourself for that.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I feel like therapy is something everyone should be yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm not is not accessible to everyone, but I feel like um there are more resources now than there were before. Yeah. Um and something I've never done was seen a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um so that was I mean, it was kind of the same experience, but you know, plus the medication, plus the almost like a deep dive into childhood trauma, and you know,
0: right off the bat, right (laughs) off the
1: bat. So it's like, whoa, okay, yeah. Um, um, But yeah, no, I mean, I I agree. I think that it just kind of got a little too big for me to handle, Mm -hmm. and I think it's gonna be good to have some extra help Um. and again you always say I still need to do the other things still doing the other things that help the yoga the breathing the meditating the try to relax you know I have a very hard time relaxing I am not the type of person that can sit on the couch for five hours and just absolutely relax and that's a big difference in us I my brain is always going it's always like I have to do this I have to do that and I think that, especially in this time, I wish that I could mm-hmm. be able... Like, I was able to relax more. I wish I could just be like, okay. It's hard. It's so, hard for me. I'm
0: not a therapist, and I'm not trying to play therapist. And mm-hmm. since it's the first time I've had a guest, I, in the future when I have a guest, I'm not trying to play therapist. But I guess it's, like, therapeutic to speak to each other about your issues. So, I do... I wonder... Again, not, not, a, not a therapist... I wonder if your trouble in just letting go and re- and letting yourself relax is a control thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. I am. I. I am a very controlling person in the sense of how I like things to go. I'm a very um, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Too. So, I, you know, if I have to get up at this time, that's the time I gotta get up. And if, when I want to go to sleep, that's the time I want to go to sleep. And the time I put on my calendar that I'm going to journal is the time that I will journal, mm. and so I think that it's also about my me allowing myself to shift a bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. To like, you know, re like regroup.
0: Yeah, and you need to just yeah. like you said before with acting, where it's like, all right, sharpen the saw, run old monologues, whatever. Just keep your it's the same thing with relaxing. You have to yeah. give yourself the chance it's to important. rest. It's important.
1: It's necessary.
0: And also, I understand. I, I mean, I know I have an easier time. I understand it being difficult, especially when you're pursuing something bigger than yourself or what feels like this grand thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to let yourself just breathe for a minute and just chill out because you do need to work hard. You, mm-hmm. And you are a hard worker. And so I get, like, I can understand why in those down periods, that's also when your brain finally slows down enough to let all the thoughts in good, bad, and different, whatever. But that's when the mind starts to race, and you feel, on top of that, having a lack of control in those moments. I can see where it's intimidating, but it's necessary.
1: Yeah, I agree. No, it's necessary. And I just, you know, I I think that um, just with the relaxing thing I think that I've noticed more and more how important it is. Especially yeah. for me. I think I need to decompress a lot of time, especially when after I work, whether I work from home that day or whether I work from the office. But working from the office definitely more. Yeah. Um so I, I just think that it's it's essential to yeah. like be able to decompress and just take time for yourself. Yeah. Like when I went to pottery class on Friday it was incredible. Perfect example. Incredible. Loved
0: it. Yeah. And that was a- moment where it's this weird thing where and you get it when driving i know you don't know because you don't drive i don't drive um (laughs) not yet princess um driving is another example of when your brain when you allow your brain to focus so much on one task Mm -hmm. that you're almost completely zoned out it's it's really a therapeutic feeling. Mm-hmm. Driving sucks sometimes in traffic, not necessarily this, but when you're on a, a when you're on a drive and you let your brain go to yeah. that place when you're when you were doing pottery and you're f- so focused on this, it's a very strange thing because in one way your brain is completely hyper focused mm-hmm. on the task right in front of you, but it also allows you to kind of zone out. Yeah. At the same time. I
1: mean, no, it was incredible and. It's, it's such a beautiful art yeah. and you know I've wanted to do it for yeah. a long time and it's something I'm going to keep on doing mm-hmm. but yeah there was a point where I completely zoned out and I forgot that I was in a room with other people and an instructor yeah. and I remember hearing his like voice like faint and him saying like breathe into your movement with your hands mm-hmm. you know at that point he was kind of letting us like go like fly solo which was nice but um, I loved it. It was yeah. really nice. And it was, I mean, you picked me up and you saw how excited, yeah. and I was like in such a high. So it, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So, 10 time recommend pottery. And if, especially if you have problems relaxing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. It's a good one.
1: It'll also humble you.
0: Yeah. True. True. It'll humble you. <laughs> especially never having done it before. Like, yeah.
1: Shit. I, did pretty, I did pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you do things that you're typically comfortable with, you do forget that you are allowed to stink at something. Yeah, <laughs> and that's know? what I
1: kept telling myself. I was like, "Don't be a jerk to yourself during this yeah. process." Yeah. Like, really, I kept telling myself during the, like the, the time there because I yeah. went alone. Yeah, so I was like, "Don't be a jerk to yourself if you don't make anything." Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fine.
0: Do you think? Um, do you think that's another thing that? Or I I, I know the answer, but for the sake of conversation, do you think that's another thing that you have lost touch with a bit because of your anxiety and depression getting worse over the last few very tumultuous years in your life? That feeling of empowerment and that feeling of feeling strong and confident in yourself alone, not not literally doesn't have to be actually alone, Mm -hmm. but you in your essence, in your being, feeling strong and confident. Yeah. And um, do you think that, or I guess I know, but that is something that you've, you've voiced to me that you've yeah. been struggling with.
1: Yeah, I feel like I was very fearless. Yeah. You know, I, I always think about Amda J because she was too,
0: too tough. When you were at school.
1: Yeah, I was, I was yeah. I, I was the most annoying. I mean, I was over-prepared. And I always wanted to go first.
0: I would have hated you. Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> you know, I always have my lines memorized, ready to go, even though they weren't, we weren't supposed to memorize for, like, another three weeks or whatever. Right. And, yeah, that was me. And so, I, but I think that part of who I am as a person in every classroom that I have been in, mm-hmm. I have been that person, the type A personality, the, that type of student. Um,
0: so what do you think happened after school? That I mean, I know it was a crazy time because you finished school and then it was the pandemic and stuff like that. But that aside, well, you know what it is. I don't
1: even think it's left. I just think it hasn't. I haven't had an opportunity to shine through in that aspect. You know what I mean? And I feel like thinking about it, like then I did that chemistry read for that project, and completely, I was that girl. I just haven't had, I just hadn't had the opportunity to be that girl yeah. in a room, Yeah, in the rooms that I want to be in. So yeah. I don't even think she's gone. I just think yeah. that I just hadn't had the opportunity. And yeah, like you said, you know, you know, myself and all my friends that graduated from ANDA were all like white eyes, like so excited to get out there, you know what I mean, to chase our dreams. And then...
0: The real world comes. Yeah,
1: no, in and, and the pandemic. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, my God, so scary. Then, you know, it killed any momentum that any of us very much had. And so then we come back and it's like, okay, now is a reset time because literally we just went through a pandemic. We're, yeah, You know, we're just kind of getting better now. And so...
0: And then I came into your life.
1: Then you came into my <laughs> life. And, you know, I don't think... I think losing my grandma is what basically, for lack of better words, um, destroyed my life for a bit. You know, I think that she was the light of my life. And I think that I carried a lot of guilt. Um, And I think I would have done anything to keep her here with me. And so I think. Control again. Yeah, I think losing her completely destroyed me. And, you know, she's a person I love the most. Mm -hmm. So I. I don't know what to tell you. I. Yeah. It was hard. It's awful. Mm -hmm. I hate it. (laughs) I cried every day. But. um, On the other side of it, but. Grief is just a roller coaster and I have my good weeks, my bad weeks, my good months, my bad months, my good days, my bad days. Mm-hmm. Um and so you know mm-hmm. more than anyone. Um so I just think that you never get over it. You just never get over it. It'll I will never get over it. I have accepted that, you know, and I think that I just need a time to learn how to live without this person that was basically my mom. I mean, I have my mom. Yes. I love my mom, but she worked a lot when I was younger. So my grandma raised me for a lot of times. And so I spent every waking second with her Mm -hmm. and she taught me everything. And a lot of the qualities that I value in other people I saw in her and a lot of the qualities that I have in myself, I got from her and she is, the vessel of my relationship with God. You know, she's the reason why I have such faith in God. So losing her, of course, was going to alter my life for a long time and forever. forever. But I mean, in the sense of like, it kind of stopped everything for me. You know, I needed like, I was like, I just couldn't understand how I was walking in this earth but she wasn't here anymore. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It was hard for me to comprehend that. Um, And so I think that's what basically shifted everything. I think it's what made the ghost that I shopped in the closet kind of like push out more and more and more, and I kept fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And then I went through a breakup shortly after. So we went through a breakup shortly after, and that was hard too, you know? So I I hear all these losses, like my grandma, then one of my good friends dies in a motorcycle accident like three months after. Then his grandma, who's like another grandma to me, dies right before Christmas. And then you and I were broken up. So I think that all that trauma, all those like losses, of course, they're going to change everything for you. I felt quite lost and I felt quite lonely And I think I ran to God, and God, like, saved me, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, really. And I ran back home, and my family was incredible. So I, I, you know, wouldn't necessarily change any of that, because I feel like that has all given me perspective, and it has allowed me to be where I am now. Mm -hmm. And it's, one, you and I obviously got back together, um, and both are just better partners to each other and to um, just able to deal with the loss of my grandma in a much healthier way in terms that I'm able to talk about it and like be logical about it and Mm -hmm. understand that it was just her time you know she lived a beautiful life and it was her time and I think she was ready to go and that's You know, that's all I can say. She was ready to transition. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a lot. (laughs) It's okay.
0: It's okay. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. I want you to feel comfortable expressing yourself. Thank you. That's what this whole thing is about is feeling, realizing that while we all have our own unique experience, our experience is very human. And all the feelings you described are very human feelings, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to grief. I know for myself, that, and I think anyone who's had a loss like that, or in general, the feeling of permanency like nothing else. Like nothing is more permanent than death. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, again, control. No control over the situation. And then... Obviously, the question of why comes into your head a lot. A little a little too much, probably. Yes. And. Like, why now?
1: Why at this time? And I
0: think the key to all of it, other than having a good support system around you, which at times you did not, and then at times you did very much so, which helped a lot, like you said, going back to your family and stuff, but that kind of stuff, like therapy if you can at those moments, letting yourself feel your feelings, but. The first step to me with grief of truly moving in the right direction is acceptance. Accepting like this is reality and it really sucks and it's never not going to suck and you're never not going to miss this person, but you can't change it and you will drive yourself mad constantly trying to control things that you can't change.
1: Yeah. And I think that in general, just, you know, there are steps to grief or whatever, but those steps tend to overlap or you tend to think you're in a step, but then you're at a different step and it goes back and forth. And it's just, it's like one of those roller coasters. that like, you go like this and then it goes back again and then you go forward again and then you go back again and then you go through a loop. And that's just how it is. And every day is going to be different. And I think, I think that, and I hope my friend watches this because I, she was going through a hard time when we met my friend Nye, and, I, and the, one of the first things I told her was, you need to have grace with yourself. Mm. I think that we don't have enough grace with ourselves. I don't.
0: And if you could elaborate on that, by grace, you kind of mean patience, allowing yourself to be you. Forgiveness, forgive yourself
1: yeah. for your mistakes. Literally, forgive yourself. You cannot forgive anybody else until you forgive yourself. You cannot... Give those things, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness to anyone else until you give it to yourself. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And I think that forgiving myself and having grace with myself truly, truly helped me during those really tough months. I remember just if I if if I did something out of emotion or if I cried all day or whatever it was, I would literally tell myself, I have grace with you. Mm -hmm. You're going through a tough time. This is fine. This is okay. You're going to see the light again. Mm -hmm. You don't see it right now, but you will see the light again. You always do. We always do. The only time you don't see the light is when you're gone, when you transition, that's it. Mm -hmm. And you see a different light. You see the light of God if you believe in God, but Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so I think that having grace with yourself is truly, truly, truly important, especially when you're going through a hard time. Though it, it's already really hard. Mm-hmm. It, you're making it harder if you're not nice to you. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I like that. I know that's yeah. something that you've kind of passed on to me as well. And I try the yeah. same thing with not just grief, but with all aspects of yeah. having grace with yourself. Um, and like you said, the the other thing that I stole from you... <laughs> um, well, really stole from your mom, but stole via my, you. My
1: cocoa pops.
0: Yeah. Well, you—it was your idea to get them. You mm-hmm. should have known. Mm-hmm. Um, is as long as you still have air in air in your lungs, you can.
1: You stole that from Carmen. <laughs> well, no,
0: I stole it from you. Who stole it from Carmen?
1: Yes, true. Carmen is my mom. <laughs> yeah.
0: As long as you still have air in your lungs.
1: What? Yeah.
0: Right. What? What's the exact? Right? As long as
1: no, she usually. As long says as there's air in your lungs, you can. You can do anything, you can get through anything.
0: How would you say that in Spanish? Please do it. Oh,
1: well, the way she would say it is, um, I'm going to do it just like she would say. Okay. I'm going to pretend you're me.
0: Okay.
1: I know, mi amor. Cuando desde Si tú sigues teniendo aire en los, en los pulmones, oh pulmones tú tu puedes tu puede hacer todo. Tú puedes hacer todo. I
0: like it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. Thank you. Very I good. forgot Spanish for yeah, 30 I, seconds. Yeah, how
0: would I just give I you pulmonis? I pulled that out of my culo. <laughs> I pulled that out. You
1: got to take that out. What? You got to bleep. Why? She doesn't like cursing. Oh,
0: is she going to watch this?
1: Probably. She watches all your stuff.
0: Oh, nice. She Thank loves mama. you. Um. <sighs>
1: Are you okay?
0: Yeah. Are you okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay.
0: That's good. Okay. Uh, Just to cycle back a bit. Yes. Yes, sorry. So today was your first day. Yes. Taking medication. Mm -hmm. And it is an antidepressant.
1: It's an anxiety medication.
0: Right. They're usually kind of hand in hand. Yeah, it's hand in
1: hand, but it's mostly for anxiety.
0: Okay. And... Um, what what would you describe your symptoms? First day, it's very early on. Your body's kind of barely getting it in your system right now. But what would you describe? Well, I
1: took it last night, and we both know I did not sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's hard to say that if that's for the medication, because I already have a lot of trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, did not sleep well. Very nauseous all day. Um, yeah, just very nauseous. Mm-hmm. Kind of feel really weird. I feel like I am watching myself. Oh,
0: gosh. Don't even say that.
1: Yeah. Because you
0: know that that's what I deal with every day, right? The depersonalization. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I almost feel like out of myself. But I think that's probably just because my body's like, what is this thing that you just gave me, you know? And so we'll see. Obviously, um, part of going on medication is also finding the right medication for you. Mm -hmm. uh, Because not everything works for everyone. So, yeah. you know, I would like for this one to work because I don't want to switch medications 10 times, but
0: Well, that is the one difficult thing, and it's very true that if it doesn't work for you, you can but the the tough part is outside of your body literally having an allergic reaction immediately. You mm-hmm. won't know if it is yeah. or isn't working for quite some time. Yeah, so
1: I won't know if it's working or not for 3 days. Three to six weeks. Yeah, because then that's
0: when your body actually has absorbed this. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I... But, you know, you know me. And I feel like when I'm trying something new and it's a new process. And I knew, you know, what was going to happen going Mm -hmm. into this. Because I gave it so much thought. If I wanted to go on medication or not. If I wanted to do it or not. So, I think that, you know, the next couple of weeks are going to be a little difficult. Yes. There's going to be a little ups and downs. Adjustment. I'm going to have grace with myself. Um, but, you know, I have to see if it works because mm-hmm. the alternative is to keep having panic attacks at 3 a.m. in the morning. And I don't think <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah. So yeah. those are scary. Yeah. I don't like it. It's no bueno. No. How do you feel when I'm having a panic attack? Um. Like a well, bad one like I had.
0: It's obviously scary to see. It's frightening Mm -hmm. because it's like I love this person so much, care about this person. All I want them to do is, all I want for them is to be happy. So it's a whirl of emotion when you're with someone and they're going through a panic attack, especially when it's a severe one. It's not just like yeah. I'm not discrediting anyone's panic attack or like, but there are other times where either one of us are saying like I'm fighting off panic attack right now or I feel like I'm having panic attack, and it's the typical like. Mm -hmm. shortness of breath like you feel like you're gonna almost faint with that kind of stuff but the ones that you had been experiencing like in the middle of the night and stuff those were like your body your brain and body completely shut off and I almost felt like I couldn't even reach you yeah like it was like speaking to like you like so it was it was frightening because like I said, I, like it's yeah. when you're when you're when you're trying to be like, okay, what can mm-hmm. I do to help? Are you okay? And trying to like help the person breathe and calm down, and you're not getting anything back. It's very, it's
1: just scary. really hard because like I can't talk. No, 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 no.
0: Of course, <laughs> I'm not believing on you because just... like
1: I literally can't breathe. Yeah. So I thought that night, oh my god, I'm gonna end up in the hospital again mm-hmm. because I I remember like my chest was so red i keep throwing water yeah because i felt like somebody was, was cutting one. off my air yeah. supply i
0: don't mean to laugh about it but also i want this podcast to be fun and light and funny that was one of the things like you kept throwing water <laughs> at your chest and in my head obviously i'm like okay you're gonna be okay but in my head i'm like what the
1: fuck is she doing i that's <laughs> the only thing that i felt i like could help yeah like i didn't know what to do
0: it was just so hot it felt so hot
1: it felt like so tight and i was just like I can't breathe. Like I, <laughs> that's just
0: someone at their wits end. Like you had no idea what to do. You're yeah. like, maybe it was the scary. It was very,
1: very scary. Yeah, no, I know.
0: I know it. I,
1: know. I, yeah, it was very scary. And then you know the aftermath. It sucks too because you're, you feel so debilitated because yeah. you all your body just used up all your energy basically. So mm-hmm. that I remember the next day I was just a walking zombie. I was just like. And you know me, I'm never a freaking walking zombie. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, always ready to go, ready to do things around the house. And that day, I was just, like, watching football. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So, yeah, those are definitely not fun.
0: No. No. And, but, do you feel that you have things that you do when you're experiencing those moments that do help? Or do you think that right now, currently, you almost feel powerless over it? <sighs> like the breathing exercises we do when either one of us is feeling that way. Do you think that that's yeah. helpful? I
1: think breathing is one of the most incredible things.
0: <laughs> 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 I
1: mean, I mean that like, like, well, duh. But like I'm saying, like, when you're not feeling good, yeah. even if I have a stomach ache, I will do some deep breathing. Yeah. I literally will be like, okay, pause.
0: yeah,
1: And like... I don't know, my brain makes it feel like it's better, so I keep doing it.
0: There's, I mean, definitely probably a little placebo there, but also literally your body needs oxygen in the blood and it's getting it and helping you circulate the blood and stuff. So so.
1: I breathing, yes, I would go to breathing every time. However, when someone's having a severe panic attack and they're at the point where they can't breathe and they're throwing water at themselves, I feel like at that point you're not really... Your brain and you are not really connected, so it's it's hard to like sit down and be like because your chest is like going. Yeah. But that would help because if you start breathing from your like from your core, it will come down your chest. Mm-hmm. And so yes, I think breathing is incredible. I think it's yeah. Normal. It also
0: gives you something to focus on yes. other than the fact I that think you that's feel important like you're about
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think it's important when you're having any sort of anxiety to focus on one thing. Something you told me was when you read that book that um what was it? It was it was that you were doing better with your anxiety because you were fo- you were very present uh, and focused yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And I started doing that, and I thought that was very helpful.
0: Literally, every the the book is the way of the peaceful peaceful warrior. Um, and one of the things I took from it was to the point of me focusing on my hand, picking up this coffee mug and bringing it to my mouth to take a sip and really slowing every single moment down to the absolute Mm -hmm. and being intentional with every little thing you do. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel, I don't know, it's, it's difficult to do all the time and, It's always easy to, like, take something from a book and right after you read the book be like, this is the way I'm going to live my life. I love this. Obviously, it has not last. You know, it it, it comes and goes. It
1: comes and goes.
0: But it really is so incredibly helpful. You feel very calm and you feel very in control. Now, there are things you can't control at all, but at least... I mean like you're very in control of you.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's a really good feeling, especially for someone who, you know, deals with anxiety and stuff. No, I
1: agree. I, I, I started doing that, that at some point.
0: Maybe. It was your idea to put the plant there.
1: I love her. Is he a him or a heart? No, she's a him.
0: I don't she's a him. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean. It's twenty twenty
0: two. Hey. <laughs> um,
1: so no, I yeah, no, I agree. I think that like that helped me when yeah. you told me to do that. When you told me to try that, I forget exactly where I was. Or, but you were like, just literally be so deliberate about yeah. everything deliberate, you do. And I started doing that. And you know what another thing is? Romanticizing your life. And you don't have to have a partner for that. I think that you literally could romanticize going to the, go the grocery store. Like, put on your AirPods. I know are I don't say, go to the grocery store. Are you saying
0: this because I'm going to have to go to the grocery store as soon as we're done?
1: Yes. But <laughs> I I don't go to the grocery store anymore, but I think for you, you should <laughs> put on your AirPods and just play some jazz and literally romanticize picking up the bread, okay? Mm. Like put in it like you're almost like in a commercial.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I think that that's Important, and I think
0: loving your falling in love, falling with your in life, love with your
1: life, because at the of end it. of the day, yes, we all have dreams and aspirations, but this is your current reality. Mm-hmm. So if you don't do, if you don't do what the like the very best to love this current reality you're in, you're always going to be miserable because then you're always just going to be thinking about okay, but this is not what I want, mm-hmm. and so you're just going to be complaining and complaining, and complaining. It will never. Be enough, and I think there's beauty in finding happiness in your current situation or trying to. Yeah, you know what I mean for whatever reason it is.
0: I think that that is the ultimate um, goal that everyone should have because that's the only true way to happiness is being content and happy with your current situation your current life now obviously some situations are better than others yes but even in the bad ones um the only way to get out of them is to realize where you're at and really Mm -hmm. be conscious of it and i actually caught myself this weekend at some point or maybe it was friday i don't know very recent realizing that exact thing because i'm like i don't know what it exactly was something i had to take care of something i was doing and i'm like all right one day like and I was just like, one day what? One day
1: I won't have to go to the grocery right. store.
0: <laughs> no, I, it, I don't remember exactly what it was or what the context was. But I caught myself and I was like, wow, what a horrible way to live my life. Of mm-hmm. like, I, I, like you said, everyone has goals and aspirations and things they're working towards. But to not allow yourself to be happy until you get there is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I just really thought about it like in that moment like, what the fuck am I talking about? One day I won't. One yeah. well, that might never, never come. Yeah, that day might never happen. Yeah, so I better just enjoy what the hell I'm doing right now. I just had a red table moment. What you? And went, I thought mm-hmm. you caught it because well, then you laughed saying, a little bit. So I was like, I've been huming mm-hmm. you yeah. the entire time. It's
1: a white table.
0: Yeah, marble, marble table. <laughs> talk. Marble table.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, so no, I agree. I think that romanticizing your life is, you know, mm-hmm. we romanticize. People, we romanticize places. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> sorry, I want. So
1: to you know what I mean? Why not romanticize your current reality? Find find a little bit of of joy in anything, really. Yeah. And in your morning routine. Yeah. And you know, um, even your boss. Yeah. You know, if you have a tough boss, just. Take it for what it is, you yeah. know, and it's hard. I'm gonna it's re hard. I'm gonna
0: replay this clip for you over and over. All Please week. do.
1: <laughs> you should have it. on. We should put a screen yeah. and just play it over. But and over that,
0: and to that point, though,
1: there's a re- line romantic- to be drawn. Well, of course. Yes.
0: but I'm saying you were like being happy in your day to day life. There is a level of sometimes that's not possible for people because of their predic- predicament. And the thing I would say to that segment of the population is. You can do something to change your situation and make it more advantageous to your happiness. One thing I would Always. say
1: to, you know, the people that are really, really going through it that cannot, you know what I mean, are not, they're not able to, you know, find any
0: happiness, amongst, happiness yeah. in
1: their current situation. I would say literally get out of the bed and make your bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, Things like that. Yeah. Just
1: make your bed. That's all I want from you. Like yeah. literally, to just make your bed. I don't want to do anything. You don't even have to wash your face. Just literally get up from the bed and make your bed. Because I know what it's like to wake up and not want to get out of bed mm-hmm. because you're so sad, you're so depressed, you're so anxious, or you're just your surrounding is not safe or whatever it is, and you just want to h- literally hide, almost sleep all day because you don't want to go face your reality. But I promise you, if you get up and make your bed, I just, just do it. Yeah. Just do it because it automatically, my grandma used to say, I'd rather you get up and make your bed and get back in the bed than just stay in bed and not have made it at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, so, just the principle of it, the, the it's,
1: it's not about it's making the bed, but it's about like, I'm going to try in this moment.
0: Being, it goes back to being intentional. Yeah. And. I know that that at ad, the adage of getting up, and making your bed, also comes from. All right, you've now successfully achieved the first task of your day, so yeah. you're starting off Not with right momentum. Yeah, and that's really important, especially when you're in a rut. Yeah, it's momentum.
1: Yeah, I love checklists. I love checking yeah, we stuff talk off. About that I'm all like, the time. check, 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 check. Yeah. Every morning when I get to work, or if I work from home that day, I write. My checklist of the day. Yeah. And I just check it off. And, you know, and this is for the ones that are type A personality. I, when I have a checklist, if I don't get something done, I tend to judge myself. So I have learned to have grace with myself if mm-hmm. I didn't get it done. Maybe I had a migraine. Maybe something else took me too long. Maybe mm-hmm. we had to make dinner that night and it took too long. Whatever it is. So having grace for yourself, if you don't get one of those things done, is fine. Yeah move it on to the next day, but obviously also have discipline yeah, that's and try to get it all.
0: I think especially, see how I put a little bow on this whole thing? Watch this. Especially as artists, like we were talking about in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to balance having the discipline and also having the grace. Yeah. of having the discipline to keep to a plan and stick to it and truly believe in it and trust the process, but then have grace if something goes awry or there's something that happens that you can't control. It's very difficult to balance that. But I know for myself, it's yeah, really hard. Yeah, I know,
1: I know. And I just think that it's all about balance. I know I use yeah. this word a lot.
0: We both do. I okay. say, I, you, I I know. don't know if you always listen to the podcast, but I literally say it mm. two or three times just <laughs> I three. do
1: listen to the podcast. No, I know.
0: I'm just messing with you, but you genuinely. You say that. I'm only kidding. Genuinely, I say it every episode because I really think that it's all about it balance. Oh, we both believe in that.
1: No, I'm just kidding. No, I think that, yeah, it's all about balance yeah. in life. It literally is. You can't, it can't be too much one way, too much mm-hmm. the other way. It literally just has to flow. And it's hard to yeah. manage. But when you have the resources, when, you know, it's easier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Sorry, Casey. you I, I tripped out because I thought it was Casey. No, it was the reflection of your hand in the window. And I, I was like I talk with something? my hands a I lot. I apologize. It's okay. Um we are coming up on an, about an hour here. So okay. I would say to leave it here if you could go back and tell little mm-hmm. Jay Guzman. Yes. In the Dominican Republic. mm mm-hmm. Mhm about everything she's going to endure up to this time, what would you tell her? What, what advice would you give her? Knowing that when you go back to your younger self and you talk to them, no matter what they do, like this is their, what their reality will be up until this point right now, you 23 years old, what advice would you give them for navigating the road that you've traveled from that age to now?
1: I would say have grace with yourself. Enjoy the little moments. Pray. Run to God. Stay um, kind to others. And keep working hard. Nothing in life comes easy. At all. Nothing worth having anyway, so those are the things i would say i would i would say to you know keep the relationship with god mm-hmm. keep praying have grace with yourself because life is hard it's just hard and other people make it harder sometimes so you have to be able to be nice to yourself mm-hmm. and be kind to others i think kindness takes you places i really do and i think that's something i got from my grandma she was the kindest person i knew mm-hmm. so
0: so yeah uh, that's beautiful mm-hmm. and yeah, i love that and as your partner and someone who loves and cares about you very much, and just even if you were a, another random human sitting in this chair, what I would say to you is take your own advice. Mm. We'll do. that's something you would tell little innocent you, mm-hmm. and you're still that same little
1: little,
0: little package of joy.
1: Thank you. <laughs> a little sassy sometimes. Yeah,
0: that's okay. I'm sure you were back then too. I was. <laughs> Uh, So thank you so much for sitting here with me. I mean, you didn't really have a choice
1: because... It's my (laughs) pleasure. I love what you're doing. I'm so supportive of of this, of what you do. I hope that it keeps reaching, you know, people everywhere. And, you know, I'm so proud of you. I say it every week. I pretty much say it every day, but I'm so proud of you. Um, I'm in awe of you and, you know, just everything you do. So thank you for having me. Thank you. And um, yeah, I hope, I hope someone can take, you know, something away from, Mm -hmm. from my experience or your experiences. And yeah, I hope we could help at least one person. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the only goal I've had is just giving people an outlet to see other normal human beings, especially from the artist angle because that's what we do and that's what a lot of the people I know are involved in um mm-hmm. but just normal regular people and the fact that we're all going through it in one way or another and then it's okay to talk about it and misery loves company and yep. it feels good to hear like oh yeah okay this person understands a little yeah. bit too so uh again thank you so much thank you for the support always thank you and um i love you eh? i love you too <laughs> a lot of little gems in there right, and great. also this will all adapt eventually. I don't... You know, this is the first time I've yeah. ever, we've ever done it with someone. So.
1: I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see, like, other people. Like, yeah. it's, it'll be nice. And Who
0: knows? We'll no, see. it'll be nice. No, it'll, I will. I'm saying who knows where it'll go and what it'll do. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: But, yeah, yeah, thank you again for tuning in. And, uh, <laughs> again, like she said, if you could take anything from it, just have grace with yourself and uh, keep pushing forward. And I got to remember... I got this. You got to remember you got this. And if not, we got this. We got got this this together. We'll help each other out. We're always here for each other. So thank you. Peace out. See you next week.